bottom line. Hey everybody, welcome to the bottom line. Jakub Wojnc here. I often tell you that I'm excited about a show, but golly, it's seldom when I can tap into my African roots and and that visceral, primal, you know, attitude without bringing offense to the Q-tip culture we have today. Well, the guy here today, we can go all the way. Uh, Sean Kenner, Top Gun. That's it. Um, welcome, man. Man, honored to be here. Such an so honor. And, yes. and, and, and you know, one of the things about you, whenever I think about you or I'm praying for you or I'm watching fights or just what you do on your social media, and I legitimately do this, I thank God that you're a man of God, that you're in the right camp, you yeah. know, that you are, that you're sound-minded yeah. um, but fierce, no. just, you know, a controlled beast. Absolutely. I say all the time, um, every time I get the chance that, that I'm only blessed that God made me a dangerous man. So it's only, it's only he that gave me the skills to be dangerous. Yeah. So my, my yeah. job is to deploy for a them for a purpose, to deploy yeah. them for a purpose. Absolutely. So. Yeah. You know, for, for a guy who probably never been in a fight in his life, who's a, a scholar like a Jordan Peterson, for Jordan to understand and say, no, you want violent men. Mm -hmm. You want men that are ultimately violent, cap capable of violent acts, but under control. Absolutely. And that is, that's what we need in a society. We you do. Know? We need a society where at the moment's notice, a father can defend his household. Absolutely. Go find food, stand against injustice and all those things. So, you know, we're fighting trafficking. You and Chad Robichaud were so kind to host me down in the Houston area on your show, I want to dive through a ton of stuff. Do not miss a word that Sean's going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to get into a wide variety of topics that I think a, a lot of godly male, alpha male guys who really believe in there's a way to be a man of God but be strong are going to relate to. I got to start with something light. Yeah. The greatest beard. Uh -huh. In MMA. Man. There is no better beard Thank in you. MMA. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It takes a lot of work. I'm bald. I know I'm wearing a hat, so you guys, the, the audience can't see, but I'm bald. So this is what the Lord gave me to work with. But so. it is a lot of work, right? It is. It's a lot of work. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, hey, how do you get a beard like that? I'm like, well, you got to actually work. You know, you got to... You got to wash it with special beard wash. You got to put oil on it. You got to brush it, but you can't brush it too much. You know, you can't touch it too much. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can, you know. Way, way back, way back, you know, when I was still in front of the camera, you know, doing acting work and stuff, I did a, I did a film called Gracie. Um, and, and I played a, I played a guy that was basically a schizophrenic, mm. right? And he fell in love with this girl in his mind and whatever. And it's a silent film. But I thought for that character at that time, I told the, Jeff, the, the director's name, I told him at the time, I'm, I'm going to go all in here. And I grew a beard, but I, yes. but, it was, but I just grew it, right? Didn't touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No oil, oh, no yeah, shaping, yeah. zero. I mean, caveman Johnny, mm -hmm. right? In my, in my mind, what I said is, the day I walk into my bank and they don't know who I am, I'll know I'm ready for the look, right? And so I gave him this persona, high water pants, like mid-calf, barefoot. So I would drive my car, park it like three blocks away, and walk barefoot through the street with, with like an oversized shirt, high water pants, and this beard in process. I love it. And then the first couple of times, they're like, uh, Yaku, what, 
is going on? It's like homeless. <laughs> and then and then one day I walked in and and they didn't. They it was like I was like okay, but it was but it was. But it was crazy. That's wild. amazing. It, it was I just it. not good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, if if yeah, if if I was single and uh, and living a wild life, maybe I wouldn't put all this work into it. But but it does. It takes a lot of work. So I no, but it becomes it. part of your. It's part of your personality. Yeah. You know. And yeah. It, it, is. And it takes a lot of work. And I, you need the support from your wife. Absolutely. She loves. She loves it. She, she is, does. Oh man, she is. Yeah, she loves it. She's a. My wife's a. A different breed of woman she's a very 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 strong woman so yeah. she she doesn't mind a, a man with a beard and no, no offense to, to women who don't like who like no, clean shaven mirror no, uh, yeah, no offense to that but she she likes she likes yeah. a man with a beard very and and it goes it just goes with the territory bro. yeah it just it has to yeah it goes with the fight game yes the 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 right to bear arms in the second amendment and sound principled trained firearms you know, application, it, it goes with the territory. Want to talk family for a second. Yeah. Um, family dynamic, the heart of adoption. Yes, would love to. What happens there in, in, in a family, you know, in that process. Yeah. Process through that. And I know this is going to throw people for a little bit. They're going to go, wait a minute. Yeah. Top Gun, we're talking adoption. What are we doing here? Yeah. We're talking about a man who's not, just a fighter we're talking a man who's not just a patriot who's not just a man of god who's not just a father and i want people to start having these conversations sean about there's more to people than we think and god layers things and sometimes dreams go dormant and they get woken up again or you start fighting later in life defy yeah. the odds all those things so can we start with family and adoption yeah. and that dynamic absolutely i'd love to i love this topic because i and we can get into this part more later, but I think I think we're what we're not doing a good job at right now is allowing godly men to to still be men, um, yeah, and and viewing Christianity through a lens of weakness, and it's exactly the opposite. So we can get into that later, but but yes, I'd love to talk family. Um, so the adoption story, uh, I love to share because it's it's such a, such a huge part of of my family. So so. Uh, my wife and I have um, two biological children. We have a six-year-old and we have a 20-month-old little girl. And we now have a 22-year-old um, uh, adult now. She's, I, I think of her still as a teenager because she was a teenager when we adopted her. Um, <clears throat> but we have a 22-year-old as well. And, and I'm 35, so people... We often tell, I often tell people, oh yeah, I have a 22 year old. And they're like, that's not possible. I'm like, well, yeah, let me tell you a story. Yeah. How it's, old was she when you adopted her? 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Critical age in a girl's life. I absolutely. Mean, yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, the story is I, I was a police officer. Um, I've been a police officer since 2010. Uh, most of that time spent uh, on the SWAT team. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, and so. Um, as you can imagine, as a police officer, there's a shelter, uh, that we have in the city that I worked for that, um, you know, housed, housed, uh, it's a youth shelter for, yeah. for children in between homes or in the, in the system or, or in custody battles, that, that kind of thing. And you can imagine, uh, you know, police get called there yeah. frequently, you know, and this was a, this was a co-ed, so they had male and female. Uh, so it, it compounds, you know, yeah. uh, issues that occur there. And so I, we would go there a lot. I would get dispatched there a lot for fights or something like that. 
so I was very familiar with the shelter. Um, and I had, I was dispatched there because uh, a boy, a youth boy had ran away from the shelter. And so I was there, uh, getting information on him so we could, you know, try to track him down. You know how dangerous that is. Um, and this, this young girl came in and I thought she was a staff member cause she started telling me about the boy and where he might be. She was trying to help. Um, he might go here. I've heard him talk about this place or this is where his family lives. And, um, I was talking to her and I, and I, the, one of the staff members came in and, and, you know, kind of, uh, kind of corrected her a little bit. And through that, I realized, Oh, she's a, she's part of that. She's a, one of the kids here. And so I was talking with her for, for a while, just cause I was getting information and, and I distinctly heard in, in my own head, it was, and it was my own voice. Um, but I did not think the thought I heard there's something you can do for this girl. Mm -hmm. Clear. I mean, clear as day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, obviously the Lord was speaking to me in that moment and it, sh it actually shook me yeah. because, you know, it wasn't like some, some crazy voice that, you know, I heard some, some big loud booming voice. It was my own conscious, but I didn't think the thought. Yeah. It was planted. There. It was planted. Yeah. And so I was like, Whoa, that it shook me. And so uh, I talked to her and I finished stuff up. I leave. I'm so shaken up that I can like, like I'm having a hard time talking because I'm just shooken up by that experience. And so I text my wife, Hey, let's, let's adopt this teenager from this youth shelter that you text that just like that. You're still on the force, still on the force. You, I you, just and, left. And, and, and your wife knows that you had been going to this shelter and yes. you text, Hey, let's adopt this. Let's adopt. I this mean, teenager. what a, what an incoming text. Oh, absolutely. So this is my text. <laughs> I, might, I might get emotional talking about it. I said, let's adopt this teenager from the shelter. And the response was bring her home. <laughs> Brother. <clears throat> that was, that was my, my wife's response. And she had, never, and she had never met. We hadn't talked about, she had this never female. met this girl. Nope. I hadn't even talked about this youth shelter other than she knew that I had gone yeah. to this youth. I might go home and say, ah, oh, this kid, you know, at the yeah. youth shelter. Cause your heart pulls for these kids of course, all the time. Of course. Right. And so I text her, um, let's adopt this teenager. Outgoing text, incoming text, bring her home. That's it. <laughs> and so. Um, but but I, I want to pause there yeah. for, for a second, Sean. <clears throat> we look at the story of the prodigal son in, in the Bible. There was no text message. Mm -hmm. but, if, but if the pig farm owner where this, this, this man's son was living with the pigs, eating from the pigs, could text and say, hey, your son wants to come home. The dad would say, bring him home. Mm -hmm. There's something about home. This wasn't her home yet. Mm -mm. This wasn't this girl's home. Bring her home. Says so much to me about your wife saying, it's not for the weekend. Yeah. It's not for the month. Yeah. Bring her home. Mm -hmm. We're going to give her a home. Yeah. That is a woman of valor. Absolutely. Yeah. Warrior spirit. Hand, hands down fearless fearless pursuit of what the lord calls her to do that's, that's the that's heart of wife. god absolutely yeah yeah and, and and then what what is that process now so so that's how that ended you know i'm emotional i i go home and i and i tell her like i just had this moment i tell the same i mm -hmm. like the I, clearly the lord spoke to me in that moment 
And um, and we had talked adoption before in the past. At this point, do you have children yet or no? We have the son, yes. One son. And he's yeah. two at and the time. And he's two. Yeah, so this is two. a mom of a two-year-old. turning, yes. That's just getting off breastfeeding and exactly. that whole situation. Yes. We're in diapers and maybe as if it's a boy starting to think potty training. Yes. It's a it's a it's a hectic very hectic time. Life cycle. Yes. Yes. And hey, she, let, let's bring this sixteen year old home. Yes. Let's let's time warp in the journey of parenting. Yes. And jump straight into dealing with dysfunction. Yes. Absolutely. And and we had no lens. Yeah. 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 And and or no illusion that <clears throat> that bringing a 16 year old wasn't going to come with, with some with trials, yeah, you know? Sure. And so I, t we tell her about this and, you know, we're, we're, you know, I have a something, you know, I like to think of it as a gift. The Lord has given me with this discernment. I, I really spend time, you know, I try not to be impulsive, you know, mm -hmm. and try to really weigh and be, discern what the Lord's telling me in this time. And so, we're, we've talked, we're talking about it and we're, okay, what would this look like? How does this look like? You know, maybe, you know, right now, maybe she doesn't want to come home. Maybe she, what, maybe we just help her somehow. Yeah, yeah. So we're having all these conversations. Well, over the next weeks, coming weeks, I keep getting dispatched to this shelter over and over again. Right. And it's not uncommon to go there frequently. It is uncommon for the same police officer to get dispatched there yeah. during the same timing of his shift that he works. Yeah. on a consistent basis. That's not common. And so I get I get dispatched multiple times there and every time Naya, my daughter is there. And so we just we talk. Sometimes she's part of the problem. God's know? building relationship. Yeah, but but God is using it to build mm -hmm. the relationship. And so we start talking and and one time I got dispatched there and she had actually gotten into an altercation with one of the kids. And just how the Lord works you know, we separate the kids as we always do with confrontation. And the, one of the officers stayed with uh, one the other kid and I take Naya, my daughter outside and we're talking outside and um, I'm starting to really, she's emotional. So I'm getting a lot out of her now. She's, she's heightened emotion. And so she's telling me a lot. And at this point we built some, some level of a relationship. And so she's telling me just kind of how, you know, life has been. And, and so I, I just felt the Lord telling me, Hey, this is a time, you know, for you to, for you to ask her. And so I, I said, Hey, and my wife and I, at this point, we'd been discerning this, praying about this heavily for, for weeks. And so I said, Hey, um, this is probably going to seem super odd to you. Um, I said, but you know, my wife and I have talked about you and, and, you know, I, I told her, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian man and I felt like the Lord is speaking to me about bringing you into our life. And I was scared because I didn't know where what she was at. I didn't Canada. know what the response. Yeah, and yeah. so I told her, I was like, I don't know what that looks like or, or how you feel about that. Um, you know, and she started getting super emotional. Like she was already heightened emotion, but more anger. Yeah. And then she started like breaking down and, and crying heavily. And <laughs> she said, um, nobody wants to help. She said, um, people come here and they volunteer all the time, but, but nobody actually really wants to help. They want to feel better about the contribution that they made. Then they get to leave and feel better and pat themselves on the back. And, you know, that's some hurt coming from there. I know there's people that do good things at shelters anyway, you yes, know, either yes, way, yes. but coming from a child who gets to see people come and go her all the time, her perspective yeah. is that people don't actually really want to help. Because to her help most likely meant 
family. Yeah. Place. Absolutely. Stability. Yes. Structure, stability, a yes. home, somewhere. Love. Unconditional love. love. Absolutely. And these people that, that work here, they're great, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's they know that there's no, that that's, an, that's a job for that person. And, and even if that person's doing it with a loving heart, you know, uh, it's still a job. They still leave at the end of the day. They have shifts. They come and go. And so they're looking for somebody that says, I choose you no matter what. Yes. You know, that I'm not leaving at the end of the day. And, and you make yes. me mad or you hurt my feelings. I'm not leaving. I'm, st- we're, 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 I'm still in this with you. And so she was just shattered by the fact that somebody was like, hey, we're willing to help. Um, you can imagine these kids. And, and we got a lot of perspective this, you know, going through this process that I'll, I'll carry on out um, and try not to make too long. But, you know, these these kids are in these shelters and they're, sh- they're, they're shuffled around from shelter to shelter. They see new staff all the time. The staff is a revolving door. The kids that come in there is a revolving door. There is nothing consistent in their life whatsoever. They already have an absent family. You know, yeah. their fathers and mothers yeah. are not, not yeah. present in their life whatsoever. Yeah. And now the people that are even assigned as caregivers are not consistent figures yeah. in their life. So there's nothing but inconsistency and, and lack of trust for somebody who is supposed to care for them. And so, She's just shattered by this. And I said, you know, at first I didn't know, I didn't know why she was crying. So I asked her and that's what she said that she just, she felt like nobody really wants to help. And so, um, I said, well, we want to help. And we, I said, I don't, I didn't know what that looked like. I don't yeah, know what this looks like. And I'm like. I don't know what this looks like right now. So we want to help. We want to get involved as much as you are willing to let us help you. We're willing to help. And so to fast forward the story a little bit, um, I started, you know, I got in contact with the, the, you know, the head of the shelter and it's like, Hey, I would like to get involved in, in helping Naya. And so we got, a, we got on as volunteers, started volunteering, you know, we we're like, well, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll foster her. If she, if she doesn't want to come into our family, long story short, the Lord, you know, did things that I've never seen happen in the, in the foster care and, 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 um, adoption process within three months of us meeting Naya, she came home with us. Wow. I mean, like unheard unheard of. of. Yeah, absolutely. And you're talking, we have friends years, yes, five plus years, red tape for red tape, red tape after red tape. And so, um, you know, and I think the Lord obviously was working pieces, her age, you know, the fact that I was a police officer, there was a lot of things that were like, oh, that's, you know, and probably some, you know, um, the fact that maybe the state was like, oh, this is an opportunity to get this kid off, off, off our hands, you know, um, So long story short, she, she, uh, we bring her home and, um, and just to, to my wife's truth, you know, true words, you know, we, we brought her home. Um, and so she moves in with us and we, we, of course, during this process also found out that she had a child. And so I'm, you know, 30 years old at this to 29 years old at this time. And I, I have a, I now have a grandson. So we were able to help her, um, regain custody over over Come child. On. So he comes and lives with us. And and um, that when God works, Sean, it's generational legacy. Oh, absolutely. It's not a one for one God. You walk in, you go, I want to help this girl. You don't even know she has a son. Yeah. You don't even know at that point. Not knowing what that son's gonna produce and what God's gonna do through that son. It's yeah. rescuing a legacy. Yeah. Generational. It's epic, you know, and you said something, not to interrupt you, but you said something. Um, She said, no one, no one helps, you know. Yeah. Um, You said to her, you know, you want to be there for her. 
going to leave when she has a tough day. Accept her unconditionally. She wanted someone to really come and say, hey, will, will you step out here, regardless of where I am at and what I've done? And, and that literally is the life of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. He came on a rescue mission. He was sent by his father on a rescue mission to say they need real help. Yeah. Will you do this? And they may abandon you. They may spit in your face. They may reject you, but you can't leave. And he says, I may never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's so primal in every single child that is born, that desire to, I want a home where even when I really screw up, you're not going to leave. Yeah. You're Absolutely. not, not going to go. And, and, and Naya is a champion and her story is a champion story because I want people to understand that for the other Nayas out there who aren't in shelters but are, are not accepted and aren't loved and don't, it's the human spirit. Yeah. is nuclear family. Absolutely. It is the father, the protector, God the father. It is the counsel of the mother like the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It is the sacrifice of both the father and the mother like Jesus saying, Hey, we're going out on a limb here. We got a two-year-old. We don't know what we're doing. I'm still learning to be a dad. And then, boom, hey, by the way, you're a granddad now. Yeah. You know, how old was her son? He was one at the time. So So, your son and your grandson at that point, one year apart. Yes. Yeah. How's that for a mind bender? Yeah. Yeah, we go from a couple with a two-year-old to a couple with a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a 16-year-old. I mean- like that overnight yeah yeah and you need the providence in the hand of god in that situation absolutely you need supernatural wisdom i mean the whole everything shifts yeah the whole dynamic changes yeah but god shows up absolutely and and he did and and i i you know to to any of your audience who i'm sure you know I, i know the type of people that are attracted to the work that you do you know um if they're interested in you know uh, adopting whether it's child or teen or, or, you know, obviously I, I have seen the, the trials that a teen in, in the system has. So, so I have a heart for those encouraging people to, to not, you know, discard, discard discard that the 16, 15 year old going, well, it's two more years. Yes, absolutely. And so, but what I'll say is, is, you know, the Lord will never ask you to do something that he can't prepare you to do. That's right. And so, you know, there were times even during the process where we were like, whoa, wait, like, what are we doing? You know, like, are we, in, I'm just in your being human, honest. In your yes, human, in my human mind, flesh, like, like, like how yeah, do I map this out? Absolutely. Before like, yeah. and never like, no, we don't want to do this, but like, whoa, like this is super fast, like super fast, you know? And something that, that really, really carried us, um, my wife and I is, is this concept that, that obedience doesn't determine the outcome. And in this world we live in, we don't act like that. Right. We don't, we, we only, we only consider obedience with its consequences. Yeah. But the Lord says, Hey, I'm asking you to obey. I'm not asking you to worry about what happens obey tomorrow. Regardless. Right now, the, the answer I'm asking for is yes. Is yes. And so when you tell me yes, I'll handle the consequences yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And so just for encouragement for anybody who's out there yeah. struggling with, you know, considering adoption, especially a teen baby, you know, the, you know, if you feel the Lord is calling your heart to that, uh, obviously both, both, you know, man and woman yeah. need to be on the same page there. 
Um, but but the Lord will prepare you for the work. We, we have um, <clears throat> we have prayed through and contemplated and strategized so much, Sean, and we are in the middle of a, a uh, this new model that I feel God downloaded in my mind on how to restore the broken, hmm. right? And um, and and no matter what we do, we always come back to you know. Can you imagine if a traffic survivor doesn't go live out her childhood life in a safe house, but actually gets adopted mm. into a family? Mm. Absolutely. Right. And 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 that family takes on that bag of yeah. circumstance and go, we're not leaving. Yeah. But we're in it with you. And I have shown it over and over again. The 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 healing process speeds up. Although mm-hmm. for the family, it's 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 an impact shift and it's sure. a, it's a temp, tempo change and all of it. But that life, the restoration phase of that life, infinitely increases the the probability of it. Yes. Infinitely increases the risk goes down when there's family, you know. And if that child could then walk into your home, which I'm sure with Naya happened, and maybe at first a little guarded, mm-hmm. and, and then at one point it's like. I am actually, I'm family. I yeah. can I can be me. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. I'm gonna get correction from yeah. my father because he loves me. Yes. Because correction is love. Absolutely. But he's not gonna leave. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and so, you know, I I always am careful about, you know, my daughter has a story and and, and what you do is near and dear to my heart because uh it's afflicted, you know. Uh, my family and, and her story. And so I, I'm careful about sharing details because those are her, it's details. her story. But yeah. uh, I'll share this as a police officer <clears throat> for a long time. The most horrific things that I've heard happening to a person have happened to my child. And so um, I have seen the power of love and, and bringing a, a child into your home with, with some really, really traumatic past in her life and and how love can can rebuild every aspect of that child's life yeah. with structure with with an unwilling and unconditional love that child their their actual chemistry their chemical makeup in their brain can change yes through that love yes it's so powerful and so <clears throat> So yes, I mean identity, I absolutely self worth, yes, ambition, dreams, hopes, trust, all of it, absolutely, yeah. And so it's you know never was without trial, lots of trial, and probably still not, and still to this day, lots yeah. of trial and hardship. But um, you know the the likelihood of of and you know these numbers probably even better than I of of a child that that comes from that type of past that's in the system, whether it be a shelter or or even out on the streets, we know those, those numbers, you know, people think like you, you said this early, Oh, they're about to age out. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, when a child becomes an adult at 18 and ages out, it, it doesn't mean all that trauma and doesn't, doesn't, is now no longer going to affect. I, I argue, I argue it's compounded yes. because while a minor, there are some protection mechanisms in the law and in the system that work in their favor. There's a lot that works against them, but in the, especially with abuse, it works in their favor. When yes. that child turns 18, mm-hmm. differences that mm-hmm. as a former police officer, yes. if they have a run-in with the law, it's completely different. Completely different. Than, than six months ago. Yes. It, and so it becomes compounded. Yes. It's more difficult. Yes. And they're destitute. We're now in a situation where Texas CPS 
this is not legal, but they're doing it because they privatized CPS. Yes. They're doing it. They're aging kids out at 16, mm. not at 17. And there's this one-year gap that we're now finding a, a large majority of those kids end up in trafficking because they're literally in no man's land. It's like n- not under the protection, but but on the street. Yes. You know, and, and it's, <clears throat> look, thank you. T- what, what is your wife's name? Delyn. I just want to honor her yes, for Delyn when please. she watches this. Delyn, you're a champ. You're, a, you're an Esther of our time. Um, just w- what a, an amazing woman for giving opportunity to a child and, and for life, yes. you know, and, and to redeem that life and for Naya to go on and become a, a, a warrior yes, and to become a voice for the voiceless and her hopes and dreams, whatever that is, yeah, to be supported and, and be championed by, by a father, you know, um, I don't know that every child that gets adopted gets a top gun, <laughs> Sean Kennard, oh, well. but, but, but look, it's just, it's it's in your nature and, yeah. and and what an incredible and thank you for sharing that testimony and the encouragement for people to pray yes. about it. Yeah. But but I would go back to saying if God births it, God will sustain it. Yes. In the moment God spoke to you in that voice and dropped that in your spirit, impregnated your mind and your heart with this we got to help this girl. Mm-hmm. I have to believe he was already preparing your wife. Absolutely. For that incoming text so that she could respond with bring her home. Yeah. And you and people would go, Well, what well, you haven't even done the due diligence and that's where people get stuck. Exactly. We argue ourselves out of the will of God mm-hmm. because we look at our own finite ability and we're not able. Yes. You were not able to be a father of a sixteen year old no. in your own strength. No. A grandfather? No. You're not. But that's the purpose though. God uses the 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 unlikely to confound the wise. Um, and so it's just that yes, it's that yes to the Lord. And I've, I want to get into some other yeses in your life. Yeah, yeah. I do want to take a quick break because yes. I think this is a really good time to talk about a group of people that are doing something special. We're talking about bonding family, getting back, back in touch with the reality here, caring about people. Our friend that, friends at Good Ranchers uh, connect you with the farm. They connect you with clean, amazing Meat. I'm a meat guy. I, I, <laughs> I, I am. I'm from South Africa. We eat an enormous amount of red meat. We want it to be clean. So why don't you check out Good Ranchers? You can curate your box. Mine ships to my house every six weeks. I get the right amount of chicken and red meat and sausage and the, and, and the things that you want. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Mention the bottom line. And they're going to take care of you. We highly encourage for you to consider spending your money with people that have your values. And this is Christian conservative values. Uh, ben and the, and the team at Good Ranchers are amazing. The product is amazing. You're going to love the meat, love the steak, love the ground beef. You curate your own box. Uh, so why don't you take a look at Good Ranchers and jump into a subscription? Um, Sean, law enforcement is a calling. Yes. I am absolutely convinced thereof. Yes. It, it, it's a, and for those who it's not a calling that think, oh, I'll go try this, they wash out pretty yes, quickly. Yes, they do, yes. They, they don't, yeah. they wash out. Or do something stupid and, and get yes, themselves in trouble. Absolutely. Because it's not about the badge and the gun and the power. It's about serve and protect. So that's in your DNA. How young were you when you first thought, like, man, I, I'm leaning towards 
this kind of lifestyle, whether it's either the military or law enforcement? I think every little boy at some point probably considers it, considers it right. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's cool. Like, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I became an adult, um, I don't know, I was probably, you know, 17, 18, where I was really, really thinking about, Oh man, maybe I'll, maybe I'll actually be a cop, you know? And so, I mean, as soon as, as soon as I could at 21 years old, I entered a police academy and, and went through the police academy yeah. at 21 years old. Yeah. Ended up on a SWAT team. Yes. Yes. So a couple years, um, did my time on the streets, ended up on the SWAT team. Um, lots, lots of cool stuff, uh, on the SWAT team. I, I, um, was an instructor for the, for the department. So I taught a lot of firearms, a lot of tactics, um, gave me the opportunity to really, really travel and go to some cool classes and, and learn some, some, you know, cool application application to the tactics that we use. Um, and, and that's what I really love. I really love teaching, you know, I really love teaching yeah. firearms. That is Texas, your heart. So I mean, I on, on that topic, you were again, so gracious. It was hot as a firecracker <laughs> when we were down with you. I mean, yes. it was, we were going to go shoot. We did. But we were going to shoot at an outdoor range, and we're at Chad's house. Yes. And Chad looks at us, and he goes, guys, I, you're flying home. Yes. They're gonna, you said this. You said, Yaku, they're going to hate you on the airplane. You're going to smell horrible. You cannot, sweat. You yeah. cannot go shoot outside. we got to go indoor range. And, and we did. Yes. And in that moment, <clears throat> you know, I, I got to, to, to do my service to my country and I immediately was like, wait, Sean's a teacher. This guy's a teacher. You, this was my opinion yeah. of you being in that range with Dan and I. Um, you love it. I love it. You were I, patient. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how you think I shot, but well, but, I give a shout out to 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 you for your audience. I mean, I teach a lot of people how to shoot, and I don't know how much. I, I think you told me you don't shoot very much. Before then, you had, you mean, you, you shoot. I don't get to go shoot as often as I yes. want to shoot, but I hadn't shot maybe for six months before that day. Yeah, but Yaku, natural. And I don't say that for your audience. I mean, we have, we have, you know, proof of that. I mean, yeah. you, you know, we have video proof of that. You, man, and I, and I say this all the time. I think you were an athlete. I think athletes grasp the concepts yeah. of shooting and controlling certain parts of their body over others and, and you know, mind and focus. But man, yeah, you were, had a Impressive. good teacher. Oh well, maybe that's yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> you were good naturally. I, I, and I, I will. Could be I a will good say you did change my grip forever that day. Yes, you did. You changed yeah. my mind on my grip forever that day. And that, I think that's the thing. There's always something to learn, though, if yeah. the heart is willing. Yes. And I, I, I had the greatest time that day, really, because of the environment you created and your love. I mean, your love for the craft. Yes. Weird question. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Have you seen radical progression in firearms technique lately? Is, is it an evolving or how much of it is still? No, <clears throat> Billy the Kid, John Wayne. I mean, no. <laughs> we are seeing some progression. I'm talking about the actual technique in the yes. moment. And yeah. yes. are you seeing progress? Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, and there's different, you know, there's different styles of shooting and different platforms that you shoot from and your, your stances and all that kind of stuff. But we have seen a, a significant progression in, um, you know, the tactics that are used and the specific style that's used. And there were things that were believed back in the day that this is the best and this is why. And those things have been shattered. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and I think I think the world, you know, um, sees. Especially in today's time um, that they that they need to 
know how to use a firearm. So we have, we've seen and social media definitely helps the age yeah. of social media definitely yeah. helps. So we have seen, uh, because there's advancement in shot shows coming up. Yes. Yeah? There's advancement in equipment, mm -hmm. always radical advancement in equipment and yes. a different carbon, a different this, that, you know, all, all these kind of things. But it's good to hear that the actual technique apply to <clears throat> something interesting. Happened. I was with some other guys from your tribe and the conversation just popped up. You know, um, this is a blend of a seven belt jujitsu guy and seven black belt, you know, jujitsu guy, and then a guy who is former, uh, um, you know, Delta Force, mm. and you know, it was a smorgasbord yes, of guys, yes. right? And the conversation just came up on films, on movies, and guys are like, "Man, what's one of your most favorite movies recently?" And I knew this was gonna go. There's only one way this can go yeah, is yeah. is action, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, it would be weird if one of them pulled out the notebook yeah. or something, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, "What's up at home, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got some is your heart is your heart hurting? Yeah, <laughs> we need to call your wife and go. Hey, this guy needs love. Yeah, that did not happen. It was okay, good. It, was good. it it was like we we kind of landed on recently on on John Wick mm -hmm. and and the fight sequences, and one of the guys in the group is a Hollywood stunt coordinator, mm -hmm. right? The jujitsu guy was a yep. stunt coordinator, yep. James Lee, you know, if very famous in Hollywood. And James, like, dude, those fight scenes with the Rottweilers just come in, and I think it's week three, I think. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable coordination and whatever. And then something just popped in my mind. And I said, Hey, did you guys see Keanu flick the magazine? Mm. You know? And and then we researched it, and that was not planned by the director. The director said, No. Keanu in training and he works his butt off. Oh, he does. Okay. Yes. He works his tail off, right? He does. He I don't think he's a he's not an athlete. He's not natural. He's kind of weird in his walk and whatever, yeah. right? But he works. <clears throat> but he in loading flicks the magazine mm -hmm. out, right? Before I say anything else, your th did you see that yes, in the movie? Yeah, your I've seen thought it. on that as a process for speed is it realistic? Yeah, so I mean, it is realistic, and honestly, I've done it before. And after you get so many repetitions, which Keanu probably has, yeah, he works with Taron Tactical, you know, yeah. the best best there is in the game. Sometimes, and I don't remember. I think he was using a custom Terran tactical, but sometimes the friction from the mag coming out of the mag well can make it hang up. And so if you flick it, it will send it out much quicker. And heat. That's, that's, yes, the heat and expansion exactly, causes right? more friction. Yeah. And so as that mag was coming out, it must have hung up and he slung it. Or maybe he had done that so much in training because he has so many repetitions of, of firing and, and especially in the heat, you know, and, and the gun He's getting hot, that he's just used to doing it. Wow. So absolutely. And, yeah. I, and, and I and I don't know if that's something that ever carries over where people now go, well, this is the way in rapid fire. And then when are you? I mean, that's a unique situation. It's sure. Hollywood. It's movies. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, understandably so. Another thing. Yesterday, I'm sitting at lunch with a guy, and he goes, um, something just dawned on me. Uh, if things go south in 2024, and this is the hypotheticals in the political spectrum yes, people yes. talk about, and if it really gets bad, he's like, I'm in trouble. And I said, why? And he said, I have a lot of rounds of ammunition, but I don't have a lot of magazines. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it matters that I have a lot of rounds of, of ammunition. He goes, because if, if I'm empty on my magazines, it takes, takes a um, it takes a minute, Yeah. even at the range, yeah. and you're excellent at it. I'm much slower, but it takes a minute takes some time. To, to load that yes. magazine. And the other guys at the table, I kid you not, Phones up, 
They're ordering magazines. Right now. They're just That's ordering right. magazines. Yes. And you can imagine at their house next week, there's 47 preloaded. I love it. I, mean, I love but, it. But the concept yeah. of, you know, 4,000 rounds loading by hand yeah. and, a, and a Glock 19. I mean, it takes some, takes some time. It takes some time. It takes some yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's our, that's our line of defense, you know, our, you know, the right to bear, bear arms and, and, you know, there's obviously there's, there's so much that, that the world attacks these yes. days and how they pitch yeah. these active shooters. But I, I can promise you this as a police officer, I have pulled guns off of people who by law were not allowed to have them. Yes. If we take, the guns from the good guys. The only people that will have guns are the bad are guys. the bad guys. And cops cannot be everywhere. No. In almost every single active shooter situation there is, cops are responding to the incident. Mm -hmm. So we need strong men and women who are capable, trained, trained, proficient, and, and yeah, absolutely, and and who know when and when not to use yeah. utilize that training to stop evil. Yeah. And no, no, no. And look, the, the founding fathers wrote it into the Second Amendment for a reason. And I understand. It's also, look, there's a bigger, there's a bigger argument here. It was written in for, hey, when your government mm -hmm. either turns against you yes. or abandons to protect you by the federal dollars you send them, yes. you have the right to defend your family. Absolutely. You know, and so you make a point. We look at Chicago, you know, um, it's, it's, it's complete asinine to think that, you know, bad guys will never get their hands on guns. It's like saying, okay, is cocaine outlawed, you know, to be sold on the streets of Dallas? Yes. Let's go to Highland Park. Okay. Anywhere. I'll show you every sector of society. Yep. You know, a guy called me, his name was Lanny. I'll leave it there. Okay. He ran a car dealership. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. in, in, in a state somewhere between Kentucky and Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> You know? Yeah. He calls me one day. He goes, Yaku, we got problems. So I go to the dealership, right? It's a high-end dealership. And I said, what's up? He goes, um, three guys showed up in my house this morning and threatened my life. And they're not kidding. I said, explain to me. And he goes, they're telling me things that I can't, my mind can't wrap around. They're saying my 17-year-old son owes them $230,000. Mm. And he said, for what? Is it gambling? And they said, no, cocaine. Okay. Wow. Long story short, it's a very famous case in the state now. A 17-year-old was the kingpin cocaine dealer mm. in the state for celebrities. Wow. They would look, This kid would be in math class and get a ping. Wow. And do a run. And somehow got himself sideways with, with yeah. you know, and and it turned violent, and it turned into a ransom kidnapping situation, and a, and, and a, a human traffic, not a sex traffic, but situation. But you know, this is this is real. There are elements. You know, crime begets crime, and to yeah. think that those guys, when you outlaw firearms, is not going to have El Chapo's family bring it across the border, or who knows whatever, is insane. Yeah, the bad guys will will have ways to inflict harm. Yeah. And so good guys need to be there to stop it. Absolutely. Talking about that. You're a trainer. Yes. You you do private lessons. Yes. I know. We used to say through the Twitter world, the Tweety Bird told me. Yes. I guess I can say that now cuz it's X. 
told me that there's something in the future coming where you're going to make available some of those classes in a more formal fashion. Yes, yes. So Not yet, but it's, it's coming. coming. Yes, it's coming. I, I am working on a on a, uh, a company, um, and we are. We're going to launch classes to empower people mm -hmm. to be able to, uh, you know, effectively, efficiently, with safety, deploy a firearm in a in a self defense scenario. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's a it's like you said before, it's a passion of mine. You yeah. know, um, I want people to be empowered uh, for for both of those scenarios that we talked about. Um, whether we have an issue uh, that our government is 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 unraveling at a rate that uh, does not look like we can correct, or you know, you're out with your family and you know. Crazy is on the street. Comes. Absolutely. Crazy yes. is on the street. Absolutely. And so um, that that's what it's for. It's yeah. to empower people and make make people, you know, uh, feel feel like they have the ability to protect themselves and the ones that they love. So that is coming. People can, you know, yeah. um, maybe keep, maybe keep for now DM you on your Instagram. Can you pull up can you pull yes. up Sean's Instagram? Because I want to transition to another area of this amazing man's life. <laughs> uh, on his Instagram, um, this is uh yep. yeah, this is I I want to pull up this clip Dan if we can go full screen That's my last fight here That this, is a man poor, with bad intention This poor man Yeah the fight Look at that mount Yeah We call it the crucifix It's the crucifix <laughs> but Here's what I love about your fight style. And yes, the same guy. Let's look at the beard. That is that is Top Gun, Top Gun Kennard. We're gonna right. get we're gonna transition into MMA. Okay. Yeah. I and, love it. and and this and this, you know, your I'm a huge fight fan, number one. I think my audience knows that, but I'm a huge fight fan, have been my whole life. <clears throat> I had a professional rugby career. I was raised without a father. My grandfather was a fire chief, a very tough man. Tough, tough, tough. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. This guy actually, his discipline was, he would punch me. Oh, wow. Right? And today to say child abuse, yeah. I'm thankful for it. Yeah. It was it was just a different, he understood yeah, yeah, yeah. that he maybe had to go across the line a little bit. Yeah. You know, he would grab his pit bull and just, I mean, yeah. this guy's, you know, he was a different, he was a different guy. Yeah, yeah. But in that season of my life, I met uh, Harold Fulbrecht. Harold Fulbrecht was the boxing coach for Corey Sanders, heavyweight champion of the world, and Brian Mitchell, middleweight champion of the world, all the top South African fighters, right? So I just take my motorcycle, I drive to Harold's gym, and I said, hey, I, I want to train boxing. I don't want to box. I'm a rugby player, but I think I can learn something here. Yeah. yeah I'm rapid eye movement, peripheral vision, just different motor skills. I, and he goes, good, but you're going to show up every day. You're going to do it, right? So I'm in the ring with world champions at 14, 15, towel boy, starting in that time, there was no ball on a string on the yeah, head. It was like yeah, yeah. flicking towels at our heads. And, you know, and I'm starting to work with these guys, tying my feet together, aka Rocky style mm -hmm. in the ring and moving. And it translated into rugby, no question. Yeah, oh, absolutely. My peripheral vision, everything changed 100%. True cross training, yes, right? Yes, And I fell in love with boxing. Fell in love with it. Fell yeah. in love with the the purity of of do not get hit mm -hmm. not just hit don't take damage yes. floyd mayweather don't get hit absolutely you can blame the guy all you want to it's not easy to not get hit yes it's it's 
it's especially when the person opposite you is very trained. Yes, it's it's not easy, and and there was no real MMA at that time. Fact, yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah. is nineteen ninety. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm in this, and and it's the best. And and then Corey flies over, and I'm watching him two o'clock in the morning win the world title, and then lose the world title, and you know, and, and Brian Mitchell, and I fell in love with the fight game. Fast forward to 2007 in the U.S. Post my football career, post my professional rugby career, I meet Evander, mm. and I become. We had a management company. I become a life manager, not a boxing manager, of Evander Holyfield. Mm. And I'm in Evander's world, you know, and it's the Mike post Mike Tyson bite your ear saga. But yes. I've always been a huge Tyson fight fan, not life fan. Sure, fight fan. Yes, yes. the purity of it. Right? Yes. And then I get introduced to the world of MMA. And one of my one of my best MMA buddies, other than you, is Vitor Belfort. Yes, and that's a legend there. Legend. Yes. Beast. Yes. Yes. Roided up back then. Now apparently they're all. But legend, legend. Yes, I'd say built built the UFC absolutely, and and is an amazing man of God now. And loves loves the Lord. Has his own story. Yes, his sister went missing, never found her in South America. Still today, wow. That family's still looking. It bonded us together with my sister's story and his sister. And he's a dear friend. I want to I want to connect the two of you. Yes. But Vitor's like, come come down to Florida. So I'm in a session with Vitor and we spar and things. I actually ended up tearing some meniscus in my knee, oh. jumping off boxes and stuff, Not no fight related. But it's this passion and love for the amount of effort mm. is what I love. Yes. So when I watch you swing a hammer, I'm assuming on your back porch. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. Into a tractor tire. Yes. When no one's watching, this is the stuff I love. I want you to talk about the discipline when I went three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep, because I couldn't forgive myself for missing a tackle mm. or missing a kick, mm -hmm. and I'm out there in the dark, mm -hmm. in nighttime, kicking footballs, because I went from professional rugby to being a punter in, 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 in professional football, can't even see. But, but I'm gonna prove to myself that all the vices have to go and it doesn't have to be comfortable and no one needs to watch. It's those dark hours yes. that I think what we just watched in the middle of the fight that shows up and goes, yes. here's the difference. Yes, Talent may be the same, different animal. Yeah, absolutely. What's that process for you? You know, I, I think, and, and this is, I'm actually very passionate about this and, and, and how this applies, how there's a direct correlation between combat sports including rugby and, and yep. sports like that where there's contact and and grit and hardship and and pain pain and i we live in a world today where we have s so much convenience at our fingertips comfort i mean we can grab a phone right now and and, yeah. and we can yeah. order pizza here if we want it you yeah. know we can watch any show we want to watch we can order you know some some device or some some toy that we want our children and i i think that we've lost the fact that challenge equals progress, mm -hmm. that adversity makes strength. And so the fight game, you know, teaches that it's the greatest teacher of that. Yeah. There is nothing easy in the fight game. I mean, everything is hard. Everything yeah. is absolutely hard. You're volunteering yourself to go somewhere where people are going to try to hurt you intentionally every single day. And, like you know like life and not just the fight 
the process Absolutely. to the fight. Yes. The fight is yes. almost the easy part. Yes. It's the pain, the energy, the, the commitment. The That's hurt. what I'm talking about. The, the everyday training. Yeah, it's absolutely. not the fight. The fight, when we get to the fight, I'm like, this is, we're good here. Yeah. No, I, all the work is done. Yeah. This is 18 minutes of, you know, or whatever, 25 minutes yes. of let's go. It's yes. the It's the six, eight, nine, 10, 12 weeks or for you, never being out of camp. Yeah, You're I never out I, of camp. I live in camp. Yeah, you live, I live in camp. My, my schedule inside in camp and outside of camp does not change. Yeah. And so I, I think it's just that that everyday sharpening of the iron, you know, that everyday, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations so that you can become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. Because that's going to happen in life. That's right. When you adopt a teenager and things are really, really hard. And it would be easy to say, you know what? Or when a marriage is going through a rocky season. When a marriage season. is going wrong. You know, when when a, when a marriage is having hard times and, and you're – and it would be easier to leave than to stay when a parenting your child is hard and full of hardship because they have developing minds that think differently than you. Yeah. Well, the embracing that challenge, embracing that discomfort and adversity, knowing that on the other side of that, it's going to not only make you a, a better man and a stronger person, but it's going to make those relationships whether that be your relationships with the sport you're in or the the actual person that you're that you're having those conversations with are going to become more resilient and strong there's com there's direct carryover and correlation and we don't do that hardly anymore yeah. men especially men don't do that these days they don't they don't submit themselves intentionally to hardship and challenge and because we live in a world where there's so much conveniences, we don't have to. So it has to be intentional in today's yeah, absolutely. world. Absolutely. You've got to go. It was a time when it wasn't. It wasn't. It was It was necessary. like, hey, you don't eat tomorrow if, if you don't face the bear. Exactly. And the lion. And it, sorry, you don't exactly. eat. Go eat, et cetera. Now it's, it's promoted not to. It's frowned upon. Yes. It's ostracized. The guys are afraid of public ridicule. Mm -hmm. By the way, public ridicule. What is that? Zero. Should yeah. be water. Real life situations. And people have this, this daydream, Sean, that, well, when the moment arrives, I will do the right thing. My opinion, you play like you train, exactly buddy. Exactly right. You will not do the right yeah. thing. You will you will tuck and run. Yes. Or you'll freeze. Yes. Or, or you will panic or abandon. And people ask me, Yaku, what's your word for 2024? Like, what do you want this country to do? And I get stuck in. Yeah. Don't run. Yes. Don't shy away from the conversation. Don't run from the relationship. Build bridges. Don't burn them. Get stuck in and do the difficult stuff. Yes. The really difficult stuff. The uncomfortable things. Don't don't be the guy that runs. But you won't if you don't train it. Absolutely. Physically, but and mentally. The, oh yeah. The body will never go where the mind's never been. You know. So, man. Oh, it's, dude. Oh, brother. Say that again. <laughs> the body will never go where the mind's never been. Brother. Yeah. Don't lose your train of thought. No, I love it. I'm at a marathon. It's the most brutal. There's ultra, ultra marathons where guys run 280 miles, 300 miles, 400 miles over days, right? But then there's this one marathon. It's called the Comrades Marathon mm -hmm. okay, in South Africa. It is the most brutal marathon on earth. Because you climb 12,000 feet of elevation one year, and the next year you descend 12,000 feet of elevation. You are out, it's 86 miles. You're out of your mind. I, a buddy of mine, goes and runs this thing, mm. has run multiple marathons, Boston City Marathon. 
It's going to go run the comrades. Right. I'm his second. I show up every two miles supporting him, mm. water, you know, you know, uh, you know, potassium, whatever, right? This guy gets to what's called poly shorts, just as one ear, it's his heels, right? And the next moment he's coming across the hill and he doesn't recognize me. Mm. There's, there's no response, wow. right? Mm. There's no response. To the point where he doesn't acknowledge me, he doesn't take water. I'm now going, this dude is dehydrating. This is bad. He's got to take water. I'm running with him for about a mile, water spilling everywhere, trying to, you know, and then we break. And then there's no way to see him again until he turns the corner to the finish line, which is about another 10 kilometers, mm -hmm. right? But another, you know, five miles yeah, or so, right? Yeah. Which is a long stretch. Yeah. He doesn't come. He doesn't show up. And this thing is timed. A gun goes off. You could run the whole marathon. And the gun goes off right before the line. People should research this, right? And you don't get your your credentials. You don't finish. Wow. You finished, but you didn't finish. Yeah, but you didn't finish. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. Brutal. He turns the corner, and it's a zombie. Straight up, apocalyptic yeah. zombie, dude. Yeah. And his body has no more function. Mm. He is f falling, yes. face planting, eye open, crawling, right? But, dude, I'm watching there, and I'm standing in awe mm. of what God created going. The body has to go yes. if the mind wants to. If the to. mind says go, the body And his mindset, I'm beating the gun. Yeah. Seven seconds. Wow. Before the gun. Wow. Got his bronze medal because it's by time and yeah, hours, yeah, right? Yeah. Not third place, but it's yeah, by yeah. section, right? Yeah. And it was, it was such a school for me that day in one day going, hold on one second. We're told our limits are here. Uh-uh, mm -hmm. buddy. Mm -mm. It is way out there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and so that's why, I, that's why I, you know, that daily, that daily training, that daily, you know, you're not only, when you're training, even when you're training your body, you're training your mind too. It's hard. Mm -hmm. you, you're telling yourself that I'm going to do this every single day and you're putting yourself in that situation to do it, which is a mental choice before it's a physical action. Yeah. And so I, I, I just, I think, you know, if people are feeling stagnant and, and feeling, you know, kind of lost, they, they need to volunteer themselves to challenge and hardship. And man, just as, as a side note, cause two Christian brothers sitting here, if you're feeling stagnant in your relationship with your Lord, with the Lord, do something hard. Yes. And he will, and he will, sh I mean, he's always there anyways, do something hard and you, and you will see. put yourself in a position where you need him. Yes. You yes. get to a place where you go. I mean, do I feel like I need God? Mm -hmm. Can I manage without him? You're, you're in a bad spot bad place to Absolutely. be you are already in reverse gear yes you're fading you're drifting you're a little dinghy in the ocean yep. thinking that you know north you you're not on true north intentionally go in that's why fasting is an easy way for mm -hmm. christians to go this is not so easy but i'm talking about other things like yes go tonight after the show and go have the conversation with your wife that you've not wanted to have, yes. have for Absolutely. seven years yes Absolutely. Yeah, go there yeah because that's always that's like well, now you're in my bed. Yep. 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 I always say nothing disrupts a guy like his girl. Yep. If it's Absolutely. not good there, it's not good. You know? Yes. And so in that, your wife's support for you to fight at this age. Yes. You're not twenty four. No. This is not, you know, this and and but you work really hard. You yes. take care of yourself. You're not taking damage. What is that dynamic like? Because now you have a twenty year old daughter that's gonna go watch dad get in a cage. Yes. Your other kids are what now? Getting old enough, six. six they, the they, oldest, understand. Yeah, they, they understand. Yeah, they understand. Yeah, even my daughter is like, 
she wants to watch daddy fight. She says it all the time. So, um, I mean, I'll tell you this again, and, and I can't brag on my wife enough. I mean, she's an absolute warrior. You know, she just competed in a jujitsu match a couple of weeks ago and took gold. I mean, and, and she's breastfeeding a baby right now and just took gold in a jujitsu match. So, um, her support is unwavering. Um, it, but she also understands, you know, she understands the work that goes into it. She understands the hardship and she, she does herself the same, you know, she, yeah. she also, yeah. you know, uh, puts herself up, you know, not, not every challenge. guy can go fight. And we, that's not what we're saying. Absolutely. But, but some practical things, Sean, that you want to encourage guys, the guys like, well, he works a desk job or he's a money manager and he's not going to go fight. We don't, please don't, no, because no, no. this is not what we're talking about, but find ways I really, I just, I just believe men should be physically challenged. Absolutely, challenge yourself emotionally, spiritually, for sure. Of course. But the funny thing is, when you're physically challenged, the spiritual aspect comes with it. Comes with it. It just, absolutely, it shows up. Yes. You know, and and I'm sitting here, and I, you know, I, I reflected back a couple of years ago. Um, I do want to. Oh yes, yes. Please, let's do this. Yes, she is. Yes. So Talk this, about mama. So this is this is my beautiful wife, Delyn. Uh, she's got her purple belt there. That's me and my black belt. And, um, that, that's, that's us there on the mats doing it together. And, and I'll say this, this is a side note, but you, you want to strengthen your marriage, enter hardship together. Yeah. Oh yes. Enter hardship together. It's a bonding agent. A bonding experience. There's no, there's, yeah. there's, it's not a secret that military and, and, and SWAT teams and, and high level performers put teams through hardship together because the bonding experience that comes from that is unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be in jujitsu to the point that you're making, no, no. you know, could be um, do something, yeah. do something, learn together, do something. It could be going and learning dancing. I'm sure that's extremely hard and difficult yes. to learn yes. to dance together. And frustrating. And frustrating. And challenging. Absolutely. And, and get through that. Let your wife tell you you're an idiot. Dude, yes. you, you're not listening. You're yes. not paying attention. Absolutely. It's kind of like getting ready for that first baby. Yes. right? And you go through that, you know, that class and she goes, um, did you listen? You didn't listen. It, it, it's just it's that experience yes. and, and we need that i i'll never rugby it was life for me a rugby actually became a god for me i mean i was serving two gods and it was not healthy because i had this huge need for for male approval for a father figure mm -hmm. right so the coaches became mm -hmm. it was more important for me to get the coach on the sideline going yeah dude yeah. great tackle than winning the championship yeah, yeah, yeah it was that right yeah and it became unhealthy but um, something happened. My first major, major injury. Um, I had I had a massive injury in my hip that it was giant surgery, hip reconstruction, you know. And and I'll never forget. I'm laying on the bed. Same doctor did all my operations, many, and and he said, "Yaka, I think that was it," you know. And I go, "Uh, uh, mm. I'm gonna play again." Mm -hmm. And he said, "Let me explain the injury to you. People don't play after this." Then I tear my ACL. PCL, MCL, LCL, all four ligaments in my left wow. knee. Severed. My foot faces backwards, right? Wow. In a single tackle. His name is Ponky Fur. Ponky, shout out. He's still operating South Africa. I'm on the, my, my, my knees ballooning like this. They're pulling 180 milliliters of blood out of my knee. Wow. He goes, this is, your. I'm going to do my best for you to walk properly without this leg being shorter. Wow. But this is an injury that I haven't seen. This is bad. I said, I'm going to play again, right? I play two seasons later, same injury, right knee. Wow. Okay? That was God saying, dude, I have something else for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I have something else for you. I go, I'm going to play again, right? Right knee surgery, year and a half, broken jaw. Mm -hmm. Mouth, broken jaw is not fun. Mm -hmm. Not fun. 
horrible knee in the face and mm. the hard body part broke my jaw wire my mouth sight shut drinking yogurt you know uh, and i'm gonna play again uh, you know left ear ripped off wow in a tackle ripped it's hanging down here the referee comes to me goes dude you need to go to the sideline and i go why and he goes look at your shirt and it's blood a tackle a guy got hold of my ear wow. right crazy things and i go through the injury didn't feel good i mean you get to a, i don't know if you do but i got to a pain threshold with that my left knee where you check out yeah it, it's when, almost like you go past yeah you've surpassed yeah this and then it's just past right yeah. the rehab ah mm -hmm. oh, dude ah oh, the, the the ebb and flow yes made progress no progress you know there's a frustration and I, you know, I, I can't do normal things, you know, that veterans so often deal with, law enforcement fighters deal with, that yes. frustration, going through camp and then having a bicep tear. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if general people in society today, if adversity comes unexpected, they can't sustain it. And they fall apart, Sean. Yes. Because it's it's not there. It's like, no, you can come back. The Lord says this too shall pass. Yes. And so for that reason, it's probably why the the cold plunge movement is exploding. Yes. Because it is an easy way for you to make yourself uncomfortable yes. in the morning, get down to, you know, forty degrees for yes. three minutes. And and it is you learn intentionally force yourself absolutely yeah. and what i you know something i want to touch on because because i think this is insanely powerful and it has been in my life is <clears throat> it's in those times of that extreme hardship and those extreme challenge when most of the work is done mm. in here and in, in here yeah. you know yeah I, I love this analogy i use it all the time you know there's detours in lives you know we see detours on the road and they're they're horrible. Like, you know, oh my gosh, this is going to make me late. I'm not going to go where I need to go. I'm going to be in this line. I'm going to wait. But what we don't understand is, is that detour is necessary for the real work to be done on the path that we're traveling on so that we can get to our destination at the end of the day. And in life, the Lord allows detours to happen to us because he needs some real work to be done mm. during that hardship. Yeah. And I think when people don't, don't you know that's why i love sports because because you you don't even have to volunteer yourself for hardship it's going to be hard it's coming you know it's coming yeah. i think that in a, in a life where we don't submit ourselves to challenge then we lack the growth that the lord does in the most challenging times of our life and i think that that alone is the biggest reason why there's health benefits and community and and all these other you know fortitude and resilience that's built through that those are all gifts from the lord because he's working during those times. And I think that 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 is why I love the fight game so much. That's why I love, you know, pushing myself in, in hard. It's not some, you know, m you know, I'm some man that wants everybody to see what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I have seen the power of what challenge and hardships does in sharpening that your character when you allow the Lord to work through those times of hardship and challenge. Yeah. And so yeah. <clears throat> just to the audience and to the people, I mean, you know, don't shy away from hardship and adversity. If you have a little more stamina here, which you've got a lot, 
what I wanted to say is what I, there's something that happens in you. I, I, as a fight fan, there's a couple of fighters I really r- appreciate yeah. and historic, and I want to ask you some of your favorite fighters. Not not that I'm asking you to diss anybody. Oh no no yeah. But I'm Vitor happy is a legend. But yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a pretty huge GSP fan. You know because of how he carried himself yes. as an ambassador for the sport. Yes. You know tactically, technically, mm-hmm. mm, a beast. Yes. But but also a good ambassador yes. for the game. You know, we need those. You yeah. know, I'm happy to see John Jones, John Bones Jones turn mm-hmm. his life. Yes. And, and maybe the challenges, sometimes guys are so chal- talented that they're not really challenged. Yeah. And I don't think he was until he went to heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until it's like, well, okay, I don't know what happens if Cyril Gunn lands on me. Yes, yeah. I, I, Where there's I, a, will I, a different- can, can my chin- Yeah. You know, yeah, and it put him in a different place, and I've seen a change in him. Yeah, I've, I've seen, and then counter that with Deontay Wilder, right, dominating out of sheer punching power. Yes, and then he meets a Tyson Fury that says, "You're powerful, but your power doesn't stop me." Yes. Now what? Yeah, and his career fell apart. That's he's right. he's not coming back. Even his last fight, he's losing to folks he shouldn't be losing to, because I'm watching him as a fighter walk to the ring. His spirit's broken. Yes. He's putting in all the hours and the time, but his spirit is broken. And I want to get to that question for you. The body may be prime, mm-hmm. but if the spirit is not there, the same thing we see with like a Conor McGregor. Yes. This is a kid that literally ate out of trash cans. Yes. Homeless, like a dog. Mm-hmm. And he fought like a dog. Yeah. He fought like like his life depended on it. Yeah. And then it's proper twelve world and jets and whatever yeah. and, and Lamborghini yachts and and it's different. It's yes. gonna be different. We'll see what it looks like when he comes yeah, back. We'll see. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's it's very difficult from a place of comfort yes. to challenge yourself enough to be ready for life. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And I think John did that by going up in weight class. Mm-hmm. Um your opinion on some of the fighters that you like. Yes. And then I have a couple particular Connor questions because that's coming. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I have to echo. I mean, I, you know, I have, there's lots of fighters that I love, you yeah. know, um, legends of the sport, you know, like Vitor, mm-hmm. you know, the old guys like like Iceman, you know, mm-hmm. Chuck Liddell. I mean, the guys that yeah, literally Liddell. made the UFC what it is today, Randy yeah. Couture, um, you know, great guys. But GSP, George, I, I've not seen you know, it's rare. I mean, I've seen a couple of them. Uh, I've not seen somebody carry, uh, a character, um, at, at such a high level as, as he has, there's some guys doing some, some great stuff in the UFC right now. Um, but as far as, you know, the package, yes, the whole deal, you Mm -hmm. know, skill level, you know, um, uh, hard work, how, how hard they work commitment and, you know, that inside and outside of the the cage character. Yeah. Um, I mean, GSP to me, you know. Yeah, people that. come, you have to, Habib, you have to, we have to. I mean, look, you can't. Yeah. But, but I look at that and I say, okay, there's a moment there with Connor and Habib where Connor had him. I mean, that left hand. Yeah, yeah, Dude, that thing is dangerous. Yeah. And, and, but that grappling, wrestling the bear as a 12-year-old, it's just different. It's that different. way, it's suffocating. Yeah. It's like a freaking python. Yeah. It's just, it's not. I think too, like, I mean, no but, doubt Connor's, I don't want to take your thought, but no, no doubt Connor's hardship in life. I mean, I've seen, but ah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a different level of hardship. 
With Khabib? Yes. Oh. Are you talking about a different level? No, completely yeah. different. So that is a different yeah. a father that says, it yells at his son, it's declawing a bear. It says, what's wrong with you? And it wrestled this bear. And and that is just a fraction of the hardship in the environment. Yes. Yeah. In 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 Dagestan. And that that complete disaster of an area of, of the world. Yes. For for hey, we, we only eat one meal. Yeah. Po- poverty, war. Yeah. They forged in yeah. a different fire. Different, yes. It's absolutely. different. Yes. It's just, and still today. Yes, absolutely. And that's why they're dominant. I mean, yeah. these guys dominate because their spirit they, they don't quit. Yeah. They don't I mean, quit. Yeah. Yeah. And the body, you can train the body. GSP for me was all around though. Yes. He was he was a well all around technician and tactician. And I watch closely who he respects and honors. And he's got a huge honor for the that Dagestani group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got these guys are different. Yeah. They are different. <clears throat> okay. Um thoughts on Bo Nickel. Hmm. Coming at one of the greatest wrestlers, yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers, wrestlers in the world, you know, Gordon Ryan, unbelievable yeah. grappler. Yes. I don't think Gordon ever makes a transition to to the cage because he's not a striker. So. I don't think so either. Bo is actually not a bad striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a couple of knockouts. Yeah. But Bo is now what is he six and zero or something? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But he's but he's he's serious. He's yeah. gonna fight MMA. I mean, I, I like what he brings to the table. You yeah. know. Um, it's going to up others' game. It is. It's always going to. You have I'm, to. When you wrestle this guy, you've got to up your game. You know, the thing that's crazy about with the fight game is it's no matter, no matter how good you are, even if you're the best, guess what? You're the best until somebody better comes because I promise they're coming. Oh, yeah. They're coming at some point. Oh, yeah. And so when people like that. Or the, sees that one element in you that yes, the others didn't. That they yeah, can break. Styles make matches, yes, man. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so when you see guys like that coming and breaking into the ranks, it is exciting because, like you said, it does elevate the fight game. Yeah. You know, and 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 as someone who loves the fight game, um, I love to see it advance and elevate. You know, it's like Wonder Boy coming in saying, "Hey, this is a different kind of a kicker." Yes, this is different. Yes. He's karate. Yes, Habib comes in with his nickel comes in. Yes. you know. Yeah, and and I think one of those cases is Strickland Izzy. Yeah. That's, that's that's a style makes fights. He was just thing. not the right. Yeah, Izzy Strickland's the wrong guy for Izzy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Personally, and this is bias, hundred percent bias. I, I think Drake's duplicy takes Strickland. I do because because I'll tell you why I think so, and you may disagree with me, but let me tell you. I'm from South Africa, and there's a culture there. That whether it's fighting or rugby, we just won the World Cup again for the fourth time. And literally through the World Cup, the comments were, you cannot break these guys. Yeah. Yeah. You, no matter what happens, they're unbreakable. Yeah. Maybe not the most skilled in them, but but even the All Blacks, they stand with their hands in the air going, how do these guys and adversity pull it out? There's something ingrained in South African men. Now, it can be ungodly where they, you know. Sure, sure, sure. But, yeah. And I'm telling you, Drakus will fight to death. Yeah. Yeah, I like that fight uh, because I like Drakus. I think he's a, uh, you know, specimen, specimen for that weight class. Specimen, the That's largest. The that is that, the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Is specimen. He's a specimen. Yeah. Strickland and I. I don't know how people people may know this about him, but Strickland, you know, and not that this makes him a good fighter, but but I I know Strickland has some some pretty hard like 
life. No, he's got, he's ma- got massive adversity. Massive he's overcome. trauma as a child. Yeah, yeah. And not that that's going to make him a good fighter, but we do see that people who can navigate that type of trauma in their life, it does something yeah, to them. Absolutely. The same way you're talking about. Trickers, yeah. Yes. And South Africans. And South Africans and Habib, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I and, and Strickland is phenomenal. Um, I think... Um, I don't think that his style is going to perform the same way that it did against Izzy mm-hmm. against Strickus. I, yeah. I think I think that um, I I I do think that um, it will. I don't think it'll go as good. You know, I um, I looked at Sean's approach to look elbows in straight. Yeah, yeah amazing yeah. jab work. For, it was fantastic. I mean, I'm a fight fan. Yes, I, I love yes. it. Right. But Sean walked into that fight, and I the first at the bell, I was like, he does not respect mm-hmm. Izzy's power. Mm-hmm. A different level of power. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of it. Yeah. Right? He's going to catch the kicks, yeah. the weirdness, but he's going to press straight into him. Izzy's not used to that. Drekus goes forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy doesn't go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Sean's coming, you're meeting a bigger guy yeah. who's a better grappler, who is tough on the ground. I mean, he's heavy, and, yeah. and, and when he lands... It doesn't feel like that weight class. Yeah. It's it's other, right? It's, and so yeah. it's gonna be epic. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna I be think amazing. It's, I think it's gonna be. I agree. I think it's gonna be a great fight. Um, I you know, I usually don't like picking. Just no, I don't want you to just because no. I, I mean, just I want to discuss the styles. No, I don't mind picking because, but I say this to everybody. I mean, in in MMA, you know, sometimes the better man does not win, and there's no other sport that's like it. Exactly. Volk is one of my favorite fighters. He's epic. Yeah. Ex rugby player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so that's why I usually don't like saying, yeah. well, he's going to win for sure because there is no you for sure in know. MMA. You, you know, there know. is no sport. You no. can't be up, no. you know, four touchdowns in football and lose in an instant. It's not possible. Yeah. You know, you can lose over the course of a game. Four minutes on the clock. We know clock management. You can do it. Exactly. What about I'm leading this whole fight and I catch an elbow? In one second. A Done. split second. Done. And lights out. That's it. It's, it's not even. There's no sport like it. And so, but I do like uh, Drake. I think he'll. I, yeah. think he'll, I, I hope he does. I yeah. think he can be a really good champion. I, I think he can be good for. And, and look, Sean's controversial. Okay. Connor coming back. Mm. Right. I, I I can't see Connor to be technical yet. I can't see Connor over time compete at 185. I, I, it's too heavy for him. Yeah. I, I really I know he's blown up, but the power because I always go with walk around weight. What yeah, do you yeah. weigh today? Uh, oh, you may I'll, not want to say because no, you're mind. going into a fight. No, I don't mind. I, what do you I'll weigh walk today? Walk around around 200 pounds. Okay, so I'm not that heavy outside of my weight class. Okay. So you're the, you live there, right? I live there though. So here's yeah. my point though. Here's my point. If in your weight classes you're fighting 85, 85 so, okay? Yeah. So here's my point. You walk at two, 200, yeah. you know, okay? Naturally. Yeah. So that means that's natural strength. Yes. Right? Consistent. Mm-hmm. That you that you drop now to 85, you're right? That's a lot of power. 15 pounds, yeah. That's a lot of power at 185. Yeah. This is a 155 guy. Yes. No, I see right? your point. Who in natural walk around strength without all the extra work, right? Mm-hmm. Is a 155 guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're going to go put him against a Strickland, a Drickus? Yeah, that's going to be. A, a Top Gun? Yeah. Not happening, be, yeah, dude. Yeah. It just by default, no matter how good he is left hand, it's just. Yeah. We have weight classes yes, for a reason. For a reason. Absolutely. The power differential yes. is significant. Makes a big yeah, difference. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, lo- I, 
you know, I mean, and I've said this openly, Not, I think the guy's a phenomenal fighter. He's good for the sport. Yeah. He's I, an amazing fighter. He is. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, you know, if I'm being honest, I would love for him to maybe be a little bit more uh, humble. I'd love, for, I know, I'd love for him to meet God. Yes, absolutely. Become a man oh, of, of God. Absolutely, yes. No, he needs to be more humble, but he is a great fighter. He yes. works his tail off. Yes, he does. And he's insanely skilled. Oh, my God. So I'm excited, and, and you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. But I, I think he takes you. this fight at 185. Come, if you want to fight for a title ever again for him, you got to come back to one. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. agree. Yeah, um, you don't want to run into those Dagestanis up there. <laughs> <laughs> or like you said, you're talking. These guys are monsters, and they're young. Class. Yeah, yeah, no goodness. Monsters. Like Drikas, when you look at Drikas, but that's South African men. You look at Drikas with no effort. He, he, it's hard. Uh, Rogan said this the other day. He's like, I when I stand next to him, I can't believe he's 185. Yeah, yeah I can't. How is this guy 185? Yeah. There's a density in there. You know, that's that's just different. You know, yeah. and so yeah. But I love the fight game. I I kind of I I like what what Dana is doing. Talk to me about your, you're not UFC. Talk to me about Fury. Yeah. Right? So Fury, Fury, man, I can't, I can't I, shout out to Fury fighting. Yes. Championships. And I, I want to give a shout out to yes, Fury. Yes, please. Time. Eric Garcia and, and the guys over there, they, they do, you know, they're, I, I love fighting for Fury. Um, I, I do feel like, you know, Eric was, was a fighter. Um, I do feel like they care about the fighters and yeah. helping them build their story and helping them, uh, you know, break into the scene. Um, you know, he's a promoter and he's going to put on good fights, but I, I do, I believe, you know, that he cares about the guys, you know, and, and mm -hmm. who's coming in, especially the guys that are signed to him. You know, I'm signed to him. I'm exclusive to fury right now. He, he does release people to the UFC. Um, but I, man, yeah, huge shout out to Fury. They put on great shows in Houston. Anybody ever in in Dallas or Houston, they come to Dallas all the yes. time. They go to San Antonio, and I want people to go go to a Fury fight. You know, yes. and, and give me if you don't mind. No, maybe different weight classes. <laughs> shout out to some other Fury fighters that people should get to know. Oh, I, I want to give the guy some love. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So, man, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about your upcoming fight. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so. Miles, um, Miles Banks is he just made pro and he fought a monster that got signed to the UFC and he lost, but he is he is a monster. Miles Banks is a monster. And he's young. He's, he's new. young, very young, very yeah. young, uh, huge. He's a he's a heavyweight and he is an absolute monster. So definitely, definitely Check keep out. an eye out for Miles Banks. Uh, ben Whitehead, uh, he's fighting on the same card as me coming up. Okay, uh, and we're good friends. Um. He's he's a hard worker fireman, so he's a first responder. Come uh, on, you gotta love that. Oh man, yes, loves, loves serve and protect, and then go fight, and then go fight. Same loves thing with you. Yes, loves yeah. the fight game. He's a he's a seventier, so he's a welterweight. Okay, um, love him. Uh, let me think of some guys. I mean, he's in the UFC. Ricky Tercios, my buddy, one yeah. of the tough house. He's coming up. He's yeah. fighting soon, UFC. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be good. Right. When is your fight? So my fight is February 4th. It's it's four weeks from this last Sunday. Coming, brother. Coming up, right? How's training going? It's going great. It's going really good. Feeling good? I Man, I you know, shout out to my gym, Gracie Baja, the Woodlands. Uh, anybody in, in that area, go check them out. Uh, our head coach is Alex Morono, UFC veteran. Yes. Um, and man, we have a, a our striking coach Matt Wald, who is honestly, you know, I even, he's, you know, 
question to say this on the air, the diamond in the rough when it comes to striking. Mm. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that you are spending technical time on striking. Oh. Because I think if you ask me today, where can UFC fighters advance the fastest? Because there's a lot of emphasis on the power of grappling. Yes. I would go striking. Yes. Some of these boxing guys come over because boxers are pure strikers. Yeah, Because yeah, that's yeah. all they've got, right? And and again, don't get hit. Of course. Head movement. Dan but Midis, but yeah. I'm so glad you you are, you know, in that strike strike zone. Um because you're you're a godly monster. You are. You know, where did Top Gun come from? Oh, good story. So um I it came from my shooting proficiency. Yeah. So not nothing to do with the pilot or anything yeah. like that. Of course, or I, fighting. I, but it, yeah. Or it, yeah. I, or or yeah. I mean, I walk out to the Top Gun anthem yes. because it's the Top Gun anthem. But in the academy, we had you know shooting competitions, and and I won the, Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun. That's the that's the title. Of the and I want to tell the the audience, I have literally physically shot with this man, stood behind him. You got beautiful, beautiful weapons. Though. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Oh man. That the Glock. That the Glock tricked out Glock is yeah. something else from space. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, thing, that thing has got love in it. It does. It does. And have it was a lot stunning. Of love in it. Yes. it was. Oh my goodness. I yeah. love that gun. Uh, unbelievable shooter. Phenomenal coach. You know, I always say best way to learn is to teach. Yeah. Because you do. You know. You do. You're you're a great fighter. Uh, magnificent father, a son of God. But you're also a co-host with Chad Robo Show. Yes. You know, Robo. Yeah. Uh, can you pull that up for me, please, the, the, the show? Yeah, Stay Dangerous Talk to me show. just a little bit about Stay Dangerous. I was on the show. It yes. was such an honor. It, great studio. I mean, oh. and great guys. Yes. We had to get the coffee machine to work. We did. A <laughs> funny story. Yaku, uh, <laughs> um, we had this fancy coffee machine that nobody knew how to use. And we've had it since we started the show. And it's just sitting there collecting dust because nobody knows how to use it. Of course, Yaku shows up and he's like, oh, man, I know how to use this. And so within, you know, within minutes, he's he's uh, he's fixed the coffee machine. He's brewed me and Chad both a, a cup of coffee. And and yeah. you've said one of my favorite things I've ever heard before. And and I don't know if I've heard it outside of, of you saying it, but um, you said um, when Oh, you might have to say it when, when the when the uh, soldier. Tell me how you say it. No, okay, I want you. To, I want you to attempt. Okay, yo. so I love you, it. <laughs> so it's because it's one of my favorites. Um, when the soldier doesn't know how to use the weapon, you don't throw out the soldier. You train the soldier. Yeah, yeah something. Yeah, else. I think yeah. you say it better than that. Yeah, but, abs that's the premise, and I wanted yeah. you to say that. And 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 that's just it. Just came out of my mouth that day. Nor do you throw the weapon away. I mean, it's just like because the guys were saying the crew, yeah, we've thought of getting rid of this thing. I was like, whoa, 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 hold yeah. on a second. Ten minutes later, we got lattes, but but and yes. coffee. So no, it was good. Let's pull this up. This show, I want people to to check this out. Stay dangerous podcast with Chat Robo Show, and of course, the one and only. Sean Top Gun Kennard. It's That's a great right. show. Uh, where can people find this show? So they can go to staydangerous.com, but we're on Spotify. You know, we have yeah. YouTube. We have, I mean, All any listening them. platform they want. You've got so many to. of our friends on there. You recently had Tim Barton. He sat in that oh, seat. Phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Come on. So what a good. what a patriot and, and an amazing human being. Absolutely. But you enjoy that. I really enjoyed your questioning on the show and your presence you. on that show. And Chad is also an incredible patriot. Yeah. Chad, I mean. 
Chad, you know, Mighty Chad, Oaks, you got the hat on the Mighty, Mighty Oaks, Oaks Foundation doing absolutely. phenomenal work. You know, everybody can check out Mighty Oaks for for veteran and first responder support. Yeah. Um, do you have man, a couple? Do you have a couple sponsors on your fight game? We want to shout out here. Who's man? Who? You know, right now I, I I'm not working with any sponsors only because you know I, I it's just I have so much going on that I have not specifically tried to nail down any sponsors. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so I'm not, I'm not working with any sponsors. You know, I know a lot of guys use sponsors because they use it to help them pay for the fight game and stuff. And what is camp and, and give me loose parameters. Yeah. Don't get specific. Cause I really, I don't want you to share inside baseball. Sure, I don't sure. like it when people ask fighters about details. So what is your tactics going to this oh, yeah, fight? Yeah. Like who's gonna, who's gonna say that? Yeah. What, what, what kind of a question over oh, the football? What kind of a question is this ridiculous, but yeah. in parameters in the fight game, in in MMA, yeah, I know what it is in boxing, but what would a camp cost you? Because sometimes you got to pay for sparring, you got to yeah. bring guys in. You know, there's there's things. I mean, if give me a loose ballpark. Yeah, so if you're, I mean, for one, you're talking about paying a gym membership. Fighters don't have free memberships, no. you know, especially at no. a, if you're going to training at. They a pay for that locker. Yeah, absolutely. If you're yeah. uh, training at a legitimate training academy where they're where you're actually going to be successful, you're paying money, you know, and nowadays, you know, a membership to a gym is usually around 200 bucks a month. So yeah. that's 200 bucks a month. That's not factoring in equipment, Nothing you know, else. uh, nutrition, you know, yeah. supplementation, yeah. um, you know, obviously care, care, drive time back and forth, physical you know, therapy, I mean, you're chiropractic, talking, yeah, chiropractic whatever. care, you know, um, um, rehab therapy, prehab, I should say, yeah. make sure you don't yeah. get, you know, like cold yeah. plunges and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, saunas and you know gym memberships i mean these guys are spending you know yeah. if they're putting 500 dollars a month easily you know on the low end towards their fight career their yeah. fight game so it is it is good to have sponsors i'm blessed to you yeah. know to to work with great organizations like mighty oaks and, and have good friends like like you guys that you know um i'm able to to pursue my fight game as a passionate thing yeah and i and i there's guys that do it um you know both for passion and and to make a living um you know, I, I do it for passion. And if it, if, if I, you know, make a little bit of money on the side, then, then I'm grateful for that. And so that's kind of yeah. how it is for me. That's why I haven't pursued sponsors. So uh, the fight's coming up. Yes. Who are you fighting? So this guy's name is Chris Fatig, F-A-T-T-I-G. Um, I mean, he, he seems well-rounded. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's willing to go in there and go to war in, in the fury, as in a the professional, fury in the fury at 185 world, at 185. Okay. Yes. Yes. How so, many rounds? So this is uh, three rounds, five minutes apiece. So three, it's a five. pro, yeah, yeah. three pro, uh, non non title. So titles, five rounds, of course. Uh, yeah. So three fives. Uh, it'll be a good fight, man. And, and where uh, is it? It's in Houston. So uh, they're doing. Fury has this this. Um, he's hosting these fights in this place called Imagine Venues. It's actually my favorite venue. I've fought at okay. some cool so places. So Imagine Venues, Houston, on February fourth. Fourth. Yes. People can buy tickets. They can buy tickets. They can go to. If Fury. you're part of my show. And you support us in fighting trafficking, and you go to that fight. You support the guy with the beard. That's right. <laughs> that and the long beard. The long beard. The other guy doesn't have a long beard, so we should stop gun. The you support this guy. That's right. And I encourage you to do so. Take your sons. Such a blast. Maybe your daughters, and just oh my goodness, Man. it is electric. So fun. It, and 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 it's just I don't know. It's primal. It taps it's into so the primal. primal senses, man. Absolutely. It's just it's like. Yes, culture needs it's this. It's different. Yes, I think I think we do. I think culture needs this. We've we've seen a, a watering down of of you know 
not only, I mean, I've specifically men, but, but even just a watering down of strong culture, but, but we've seen a massive watering down of, of, you know, but there's mutual respect and fighters. Look, it gets, it gets bad, but it's fight promo and it gets really bad. But, But honestly, when it's all said and done, you know, I'll never forget still today in South Africa, still today, we would, we would be, you know, in 1994, I was a senior in high school, which is the year my sister got trafficked. But I, I'll, I'll think back. A fight breaks out at school, right? And I kid you not. Fight breaks out. Kids circle the two fighters and teachers stand in the circle. They don't stop it. Wow. It's, it's never more than 90 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not rounds. Yeah, and yeah, These yeah. guys are yeah. not trained fighters. It's a scrap. A couple guys land. And you know what? And then they look at each other and go, I don't know if this is going to solve a problem. Yeah, yeah. And then they become buds. Yeah, and yeah. and and they become you know. And there's a reason why in football camps sometimes it's like it's these are like death days, murder days. It's 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 hurt somebody. Yeah. It bonds it bonds guys it to get controlled within the law. Of course, we're not yes. we're not promoting. But there's something about it. Um, is there a video online of you shooting? Hmm. Is there? I'm sure there is on my Instagram. I don't know if there's. There, I've done a couple instructionals. Do you mind? Can we I don't just, mind. I just, I no, just want to mind if you scroll. Trying to tap into your whole life here. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. There's one. Next thing I'm going to ask you: Show me the video of you praying and <laughs> reading the Bible. Yes, yes. Uh, so if is you that go, it? No, oh, no, that's one I talk about. Yeah, that's an instructional. Yeah, just play, just play that one. Yeah. This is look at that. Look at that, Rick. Is that the Glock? No, that's the not. Glocks, no, that's the Smith and Wesson. That's the Smith so and another Weston. one I, I love. shot that too. I have the Glock with me here. That's where I carry oh, it with me everywhere okay. we go. But look at that. that that's is. the Smith and Wesson. Um, and shout out to Smith and Wesson. They're yes. they're doing some really cool stuff with their guns. That's the the comp, the the competitor, uh, M 2.0 competitor. Here I'm talking about accuracy under a threshold of speed. And so this drill. I, we did that drill at the, at the range. You yes. did that drill. You started to do that drill with yeah, me. So here yeah. I come out and just go pretty much as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. And so it's just, you can, you can start to, you know, a lot of people can sit there and shoot, you know, one round super slow and hit the target. But when you start adding speed, then you start to lose your ability to maintain yeah. accuracy. And so, you know, I like doing drills like that because it teaches people when, when things get stressful, it shows them that, that they might miss the target. Yeah. And in a, life or death self-defense for situation it's gonna be stressful yes. so oh. let's hit the target so anyways so insanely stressful um, so yeah so i do a lot of shooting videos people can watch shooting videos and like i said we'll be launching some classes to get people spun up on on amazing training amazing like yeah so anything you want to cover that we did not cover man honestly i think we've man, oh the only thing that i want to cover is that we showed the stay dangerous podcast but guys watch yaku's ep it is Oh, and I say this that. without, and I'm thank not you. saying this because you're on, I'm on the show with you. My favorite episode, oh, my brother, favorite thank episode to, to this date. So means a lot to me, uh, both you and shout out to Chad. Yes. Chad um, Robichaux. Absolutely. Robichaux, unbelievable human being, a father, yeah. uh, an, another strong wife. Yes. I've got a warrior wife. Oh my goodness. I mean, these, these, these are the women that they talk about, you know, in biblical times. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> They will birth their babies and defend them and stand That's with right. their guys. To say it's an honor is an understatement. You are, um, this is why I really want people to support you and get into your world, whether it's whether it's watching your videos or asking you for training or yeah. joining the training mechanism, watching your fights, lifestyle. I think there's something about 
And we don't put people on pedestals. Jesus is on the throne. He's the Prince of Peace. He's in the mercy seat. But we can and we should start pointing towards men and women flawed, but that are worthy of following, you know, versus, you know, the Kardashians yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 the, the P. Diddy's of the world, yeah. you know, and hey, follow this thug's life. No, let's get into the lives of people that make a difference and start with themselves. Yeah. Refine me. You know, Charles Finney said, start a revival, Lord, but start it in me. Yes. Start here. Absolutely. And and, and so just massive respect for you. Uh, I, I bless you with God's favor and blessing on the fight, but on your life. Um, we're going to be watching Dan. We need to see if I can't get down to Houston for that fight. Absolutely. Golly, know, I want to be ringside and just yeah, we'll get pray you. in the spirit and just, yeah, I, I really want to, even if it's just, I, I really want to. Um, yeah. This, and this will commit me, but um, <laughs> Top Gun Kennard, man. Yes. Sean, what, a, what an honor, brother. Thanks, brother. God bless no, you. Thank you. Um, it's an honor to be here. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to close it out with Storyville Coffee. When you drink Storyville Coffee, you are literally saving children from trafficking. You can drink Starbucks and they fund Planned Parenthood. And you know what happens there in the womb. Storyville Coffee puts their money with their mouth is to help us rescue children. Every cup of coffee you drink is going to go towards saving a child from trafficking. Drink coffee with a purpose. And by the way, it's the number one roaster in the country. They ship it to your house. Go to StorievilleCoffee.com. Subscribe. No special code because they're fully committed to the fight against human trafficking. So every cup, every dollar, every bag, not just some of it, goes towards helping children. And while you're at it, check out Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com, mention the bottom line, get some special deals, especially every every Friday matters, that deal. Uh, amazing service, great cell phones, great cell phone towers and reception. Check out Glenn's story and the people at patriotmobile.com. And I'm going to close it with this. Remember the name Sean Kennard. <laughs> Sean Top Gun Kennard. Go to his website, his social media, Instagram. Check out the fights. Support the guy, and at the very, very least, pray for a guy, but actually pray for a guy who's out there from adopting a child that needs a home to being a father of biological children, a husband, a fighter in life, a fighter in the cage, um, training people how to be proficient to defend their families. Giant honor. Uh, great to have you with us. God bless you. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it.